Pit Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. Mikhail. Marissa McHale. <laughs> and I am Victor Rubio. I forgot my name for a second. All right. It's been that long. It's been, it's been that, no, it's been that long. So a few things. I don't know why we didn't just start a week later with the I, season. You're the boss. Sure. You, I actually, I brought that idea up and you shot it down. Sure. Um, I am very sorry. A podcast rule I have followed since the start of this was, and I always say the start of this, I mean like six feet under, was never not release an episode when they're scheduled to and totally broke my rule anytime i talk with other people starting their podcast i always say no matter what you do stick to your schedule totally went against that i really do think our listener numbers will suffer because of it because it's like oh i guess they quit i know we put out like whatever um but also those of you who know victor from his digging six feet under podcast that's your favorite child Who's my favorite child? The Digging Six Feet Under podcast. The Digging Dexter podcast is kind of like the second kid that comes along. Yeah, They're yeah. not as good. They're like a little here, dirty, dirt. a little yeah, yeah a little smelly. Right. So yeah, sure. Um, well, we are very sorry for missing a week. We're gonna make it up by at some point during the season releasing two episodes one week, maybe like a maybe around Thanksgiving or whatever, whenever we have time. Uh, just in case anyone thinks we have like plans to like quit, because remember, because like every once in a while, it's like, oh man, you're gonna stop at season four. Yeah. As far as and I, this is something I don't think we've discussed, but we're on schedule, and that's why we're gonna do a, an episode in between that we are going to end uh, season three like the week before Christmas. Yeah. I think December 25th is on a Tuesday. Our last episode will be December 18th. Up until New Year, first week of New Year, we start season four. Mm-hmm. It'll be January, February, March. We are getting married in Woo! April. <laughs> um, so we'll do season four, and I think we'll probably take like a two-month break before yeah. season five. That's the course of plan right now, um, to at least do three and four. We're going to do five. We're going to carry on with the series. Just there's going to be a big two-month gap. April 2019, it's going to be rather, you know far away i guess all that to say we are sorry for missing out this past week um life got in the way it's really nothing more to uh chalk it up to now going back to some stuff um from the first episode if you remember do you remember the first episode i don't think i do actually well we talked a lot about how (laughs) how um different looks on everyone yeah like michael c hall looks a little bit skinnier a little bit more buff tanner tanner you're right um deb has a new haircut something we didn't talk about and i couldn't pick it out this episode and i'm terrible at this stuff julie benz rita totally got a boob job oh wow so a few people had written that into me and i remember she did get a boob job at some point yeah. I didn't pick it up from that episode or this I year. I definitely didn't pick it up. Yeah. I know that I'm only up to um, episode four, but I was joking, and I forgot if I said it on the first episode or not, that the minute we find out that Rita's pregnant, she instantly totally starts like dressing a like a mom. Yeah. She's got the mom jeans on, the mom shirt. Sure. I don't even know what that means, so if you're a mom, <laughs> please don't be offended. Yeah. I'm not one yet. I'm sure I will yeah. dress like a mom as well, yeah. but just totally you know, has like the Ked sneakers on, like just sure. like a cute little mom. So yeah. I not, I definitely would not have noticed the boobs in in the mom wardrobe. <laughs> right. 
Uh, from our friend Zach, regarding the appearance of Quinn, he says the showrunners have admitted that he is basically a Dilk's replacement. After season two, we had lost that kind of confrontation and threat for Dexter in the workplace, and we wanted to bring that back. I think we could go back to that later in the season. Um, yeah, because as of right now, unless I'm missing something, he's not much of a threat to Dexter. He doesn't become a threat this season. Yeah. Oh. I, I could tell you that. It's not even that spoiler slip. It's not even that much of a spoiler. No. All right. Like we'll 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 talk about it. Um, there's some other stuff with Zach. Um, it's actually been 18 months since the end of season two. You know, okay. Zach has his master timeline. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Rita's new look because she had done a few films that summer between the two the two seasons. Um, all right. So that being said, this episode, episode two, there's for the first time in the series thus far, twenty six episodes now. There is a huge dynamic change, and it happens for the first time in this episode. Okay. Uh, really kind of shifts some one character, two characters. I'm purposely overselling it. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Dexter Miguel? Dexter Miguel? No. Not not okay, Miguel. No. Okay, we'll we'll get there. Um he when you do that stuff. Sure. But like <laughs> when when I say it, you'll be like, Oh yeah, obviously. Anyways. Uh the episode Finding Freebo. Do you know what the name refers Finding to? Finding Nemo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our episode starts right at the, is it the gyno? Yes. That's how you say it? The gyno, yes. The gynecologist. All right, sure. Gyno. gyno. And uh, I imagine a quandary many men and women run into. Like, I don't even know how you comprehend this. Like, if you're planned, not even planned, if you're working towards pregnancy. Yeah. But I imagine a surprise, for lack of a better yeah. term. I don't even know how you like focus. Yeah. I don't know how you drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess something that I've that I've been like struggling with and what is a little difficult for me now uh, having watched the four episodes, I'm, I'm slightly unaware or unsure of what was in each of the episodes because now yeah. I, I know, you know, more of what happens. But it must be, I agree with you a thousand percent that becoming parents and especially if um, it wasn't necessarily planned has to be difficult. But um, the thing that gets me so much with the two of them is that for a little while there, they don't eat like they're in a relationship, but they don't, they're not on the same page. Right. And that must be like really difficult. What do you mean the same? Pa- I mean, in terms of having the baby or you mean like their relationship? Like I so I guess I feel and I, I like Rita says something, you know, along the lines of like, I want you to do this. To, I want to do this with you. I want to do this together. But if you don't want to do that, like that's fine, too. Right. And I totally understand her saying that. But so then it's like, OK, well, if he doesn't want to do this, then you're breaking up. If you don't mind, only because like we kind of get to that point. Okay. And and I, I, I where you're taking it is a total logical point, but I want to like kind of get there because okay. I have a lot of stuff to discuss. But that's at, that happens at the end of the episode. Is your, what you're okay. referring to, right? Yeah, I guess. But I guess you were just saying, yeah, I, I don't know. No, yeah, and, and it's fine. I, I guess what I'm saying is just just this point right here. Like, 
even like Dexter and Rita in the elevator. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's so true where it's just like you're staring at each other. Yeah. And like he has no idea how to deal with it and add to the fact he's like a psycho slash socio slash serial killer. Yeah. Like, how do you even, you know, I'm talking about, I guess, the initial like, oh shit, I'm pregnant. Right. Not even like dealing with the fact, not even getting, before you even get to the point of, right, what am I going to do with the baby, you know? Um, I just imagine like, <laughs> that must be some crazy, Yeah, and, and I'm sure we have plenty of listeners who've been there. Yeah. That there's nothing wrong with an unplanned, Yeah, you know, sometimes life sort of sets you there, but um, it's crazy to like, that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I imagine too like the way Dexter's doing like he's just like looking at other kids right and it's like huh yeah he, he kind of like does it this whole episode like huh that's a good name yeah Harry yeah. you know yeah um, so as the episode states Dexter has to find Freebo before anyone else Um, and the idea that Tegan is linked to the case I wonder why something that sort of bothered me about the episode and I, I realized, too, this episode, did you feel the same way? This episode is kind of thin in terms of, like, big plot points or whatever, only because I feel like they're setting up so much. Yeah. I feel like it's just kind of like Dexter is looking for free will the entire time, and the police department is just a few steps ahead. And eventually we do find that he finds Freebo, but um, I just feel like they're doing a lot of setting up. And, like, the Chicky Hines thing. Yeah, that was... We'll get there, but I just feel like that's a lot of, like... Hey, look at this little thing. We're going to yeah. put it right here and it's going to come back yeah. later, you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess like from Dexter, like, do you think Freebo killed Tegan? Um, well, I guess we, we kind of know he didn't. Oh, you know right? that. So, okay. So I guess let me rephrase it then. Do you, could you tell from this? What, doesn't it strike you a little weird that Dexter is not even like questioning why because at this point, we all think Freebo has killed Tegan. Yeah. I mean, I guess if if Freebo is a felon and he's as bad of a man as he was and sure. Tegan was, you know, I don't want, I don't even know if I would say his girlfriend, but last seen with him, it's sure. not that far of a reach. Yeah. So I guess I didn't really think much of it that yeah. he, that Dexter, you know, I mean, Dexter is super calculated. So I guess it is a little strange that he's not even questioning. That's, but, what, I, that's what I mean. Right. But I guess I just didn't really think anything of it until you just, you just mentioned it now. Um. And I guess I guess I'm doing the same thing you did, but like when we get to the end of the episode, like Freebo does not look like someone who is on the run. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally no, naked in a house. Yeah, like, that does Eating not seem like someone who or something. What happened? Eating cookie crisp. Yeah, <laughs> he just that doesn't strike me as someone on the run or someone that knows they. So yeah, Tegan's dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, there's a moment where Laguerta and Miguel are talking about how they're going to find Freebo, you know, and just sort of the idea of hey, you know. We need to find Freebo and, you know, Miguel kind of like snaps. Um, he's like, this is the same roof that shared the, this is the same department that like the Bay Harbor Butcher was yeah. right there. And Miguel is a thousand percent right. Yeah. I think it's in this episode where Dexter's like, this uh, this department's becoming annoyingly efficient. Yeah. And it's like, pff, like, yeah, they're not. I mean, if you look at how bad these cops are. Yeah. I mean. Not only could they not nail who the Bay Harbor, not only did they did they work with the Bay Harbor Butcher in Dokes, but they got the wrong Bay Harbor. Yeah, <laughs> like like even when they're right, they're wrong. Right, um, but I feel like also like this is like a typical Yelp review. Like Miguel wouldn't have said anything <laughs> bad about the department 
until it affected him. Sure. And now it's like this department is the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what I mean? Have you ever done stuff like that? Yelp. Have you seen Yelp reviews on like police stations or like? (laughs) (laughs) But there probably is something out there. There has to be. You know, just because of of people being insane. But um. But yeah, I feel like that's all that is. Is like you know Miguel. You know, making his his little, you know, comments about it just because it's now pertaining to, like, his personal life. But right. before that, he could probably care less, you know? Right. And then, are you with me? LaGuardia sort of comes on to Miguel here. LaGuardia's been coming on to Miguel. And just, like, I doubt your wife. Like, that is such a... There's, like, subtle ways, right? That you yeah. could, like, would do like LaGuardia She's does. definitely giving him the eyes. Well, I mean, the eyes and the, like, I doubt your wife is going crazy with yeah. you. You... Spanish, whatever, like hunka hunka burning love, hunka hunka, right? An HHB, HHBL, <laughs> BHB, yeah, um, all of the above. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, and I get, I feel like this is another thing they're sort of setting up, like Laguerta coming. It just, it's so random, don't you think? Well, no, because they said that she, they had a thing, right? Um, how long ago? And we're talking about his dead brother, and we're talking about finding Freebo, and you know what I mean? It's just, it's a weird place to be like, oh, by the way, huh? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, right. but I don't think it's like so out of place when they kind of set their relationship up with he's the one that got away. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, Deb is out chasing leads on Tegan and your favorite IA officer. Who? Yuki. Oh. <laughs> what do you think I was talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Suki. Uh, I think this is the scene in the entire season that makes me hate her the most. And now it's like the actress, not even the character. <laughs> I don't even know her real name and I'll find it. But when she does that thing about like, oh, scrapbooking. And she's like throws her arms up in the walking. Yeah. Like, I hate that woman. That's so funny. Like my blood boils. Uh, anything on, on, on Yuki sort of like teasing Deb about like this brotherhood is, is this cop life is all you have. Like you probably need a new hobby because like it's not all. No, I mean, I'm assuming that her being kind of a terrible human being is like her tactic of trying to break Deb. And in a sense, it kind of works. It doesn't work necessarily right then and there in Yuki's favor. Right. But um, it definitely it gets to Deb. It gets under her skin. It gets in her head. So um, I'm assuming that that's just the tactic that she's taking on Deb, you know, and I would assume that someone that was like, you know, in like like an IA position would have, you know, kind of different tactics to use to kind of get what they want. That's their whole job. Um, but no, I mean, I, I'm with you. I definitely don't like her, but um, I don't, I don't have so, so much on it. I mean, I know that it has to evolve into something. So she's basically investigating Quinn. Yeah. And now they make it a point this episode to be like, wow, nice watch Quinn. What do you got there? Oh yeah. yeah. So do you think there's any, do you think there's something there with Quinn? So I told you last episode that I thought in the first introduction of meeting Quinn, he was a little off and even off could have just been like a little mysterious, a little, you know, we don't, we don't know. We literally don't know him yet, Simply you know, different, I guess exactly. I just kind of different. But how immediately Yuki was introduced, basically saying that Quinn's kind of been up to no good, or at least they think he has been, um, makes us the audience no okay like we don't even have any speculation because it was just instantly you know quinn's up to no good right 
you know so um so yeah i mean i definitely think that there's something going on there i think some you know i mean they're pretty much telling us something is going on you know you're typically not being investigated and you might quinn might not have even done anything but he was wrong place wrong time if anything because you know why would he else would he be investigated you know so now we're going to get to the uh, reveal of what the big dynamic change ghost harry Ghost Harry. This is the first time James Remar, who plays Harry Morgan, appears in ghost form. Anytime he's shown up previously, it's been child sequences with Dexter as a kid. Like stuff that has happened. Yeah. You know, Dexter is sort of weighing out. We'll talk about the pros and cons list. Um, But it's the first time he... It's the first time it happens in the series where he looks over and... Harry's like in the nursery. Gotcha. With like the rattle. Yeah. And it's like a syringe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dexter Jr. Gotcha. Um funny, like now now that like I say it, like and he, he shows up a few times. Yeah. Um So I know this is the first Harry showing up, ghost Harry. I can't remember if this is the first dream sequence. Like I know we had a dream sequence in the first season when like He's about to get caught, mm-hmm. and Deb comes over and is like, "Why didn't you tell me what you were, or whatever?" I can't remember if we've had a dream sequence before that, but here where he sees like Aster, Cody, and Rita, yeah, and it's like, "Oh wow, this is like this is what could be really nice," and like you know, it, I, I, this is might be a stupid question. Was that a dream or was that a daydream? Was he asleep? Um, I, no. I don't even know if, what the difference would be, really. But well, yeah, this is like I, I guess just him th- kind of thinking between flashbacks, yeah dreams slash daydreams yeah slash dream sequences just for purposes and then ghost harry right because you're gonna see dexter will be sort of be talking to ghost harry as if he's like right here right and then the scene will snap and he'll kind of go back to it's like in his head essentially Mm -hmm. six feet under yeah they did a lot of that yeah so they sort of do that same here i what i'm saying is i feel like this is one of the first times i can't remember it in the second season where Dexter dreams like this, like a daydream, like yeah. a totally fictional scenario. Um, and like what makes Dexter freak out and realize that this is a dream is he sees his little baby Dex, let's say like 10 year old Dex, uh-huh. and he's wearing the kill suit. Yeah. Like he totally killed Aster. Yeah. <laughs> I think you gasped here. Probably. It was a, to- <laughs> it was a terrible scene. Yeah. I mean, but it why- was awful. But why wouldn't? I mean, Dexter says something that's so like, that's so childish, and when you're like 16 or 17 or in that age, you sort of think it where Dexter's like, when he gets to Miguel's house, and he's like, God, I wish there was a test to yeah. see if you should have a kid. Yeah. Did you ever feel like, oh yeah, one day you're going to like get that blank, and that's how you become an adult? Like You'll go from like whatever, like where you are now, like making your money, whatever, to like now one day you're an adult. You never thought there was like a, a test or like a step you had to take? I don't mean like figuratively. No, I like, know. Like you, you had to wake up early for a month straight just to pay. Yeah, a bill. no, I, I never think that. No? I guess I never really thought about that. But I definitely like, I don't know. Maybe like two or three years ago, just kind of woke up and I was like, oh my god, how did I get here? Like, yeah, 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 what yeah. happened? You know, what before I'm, all yeah. of this. I, I guess like I remember being, and I, I, there's no way people did not. There's not other people there who thought that. Where it's just like, you're like 20 years old, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure one day you get like the talk. Or you get like the rite of passage where you're just like, now you're an adult. Now you know how to like, When you know. people stop IDing you. 
Oof. No, no, but I, I always thought there was like something that actually happened. The same way you like you get turned twenty one, you have to get under twenty one off your ID. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like that's like a very immature way. Yeah. of thinking. I mean, same thing with a kid. You never thought when you were younger, like, oh, one day, like someone really guides you through it, and you realize like. No one will ever guide you through it. No. Even if there are people there to guide you through it. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying it's like Dexter, it's like a very immature way to be like, God, I wish there was like a test for this. Yeah. To see, am I, can I, will, can I be a father? Yeah. Can I be a functioning father, you know? Um, little tidbit here, and this is maybe for the, the bigger Dexter fans or maybe just for um, Zach. The little rope that little Dexter Jr. is holding totally comes into play later this season Hmm. it's like a little 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 tidbit nugget i found so miguel invites dexter to dinner um i love rita's and dexter's ride to miguel's rita's like being subtle about the baby yeah and dexter's like well maybe you should be a little bit more direct and rita's just like okay god damn it i want to talk to you about the baby yeah it goes from like trying to be subtle to just like in your face yeah. you know um Rita reveals to Sylvia Miguel's wife that she's pregnant yeah too soon they get some deep t- conversations here yeah so like, you have friends and I don't even know if you'd be having these conversations yeah, with them definitely too soon um I have a problem I cannot keep secrets so I don't know how that's gonna work right but I think that like when there is a child involved like you just have to kind of overcome that so I think definitely too soon but at the same time I kind of see like how it happened like it's not like Rita went into that wanting to tell her or expecting to tell her you know sure um really fast i i did hear of like girls though that will go out or be out to dinner and kind of like fake drink and i think that's really like kind of like like obviously you don't drink when you're pregnant but i think that's really like kind of cool like there was this one girl that um i i heard that she would she would pretend to take a sip and then like pour a little bit of like the wine into her husband's glass and like he knew too so he was kind of like drinking for double but so that like really no one knew that she was pregnant did no one not see her pouring it no i I mean but who's really looking i mean if you have like a glass of wine at dinner yeah i feel like i would see the pouring the fake, the cool. fake drinking. I, I guess, I guess more so. Cause now, now I'm thinking it. Now I'm trying to plan for our future. Yeah, I feel we're like definitely we, doing it. I feel like we would switch glasses. Well, or okay, or that then. Like you would just kind of yeah, like. So you do I, that. I would keep drinking, then we'd switch. You yeah. Know? How funny is that though? Yeah. Because like you're totally just throwing them off. Yeah. Because it's like you know, I mean, we're not even married yet, and my yeah. parents are already like, sure, so. sure. Yeah. Like so, it's like you know, it's just going to be asked all the time, and I definitely wanted to surprise, you know, to be a surprise. But um, so she could have done that. Like she could have done like a fake sip or something. Yeah. Or e- I mean, even like one sip, you know. Well, but I, I, I guess to like Rita's credit, or yeah, is one she didn't expect to be put in that position. Totally. I imagine it happens a lot, I and mean, when you first get pregnant, it's just a lot of like, oh, what the hell am I doing? I'm drinking. What yeah. the fuck? You know. Especially also, you're at. You know, kind of like like a, a, a your husband's coworker's house for dinner. Like you kind of like it's a little bit of like an awkward setting. You know, no, no, so totally. It's just, yeah, and and then what I guess too, like when Rita says, "Oh my god, I can't drink this." Yeah, like how how could you not? You know, and I'm pretty sure Dexter had no plans on telling Miguel. Yeah, especially because they don't even know what they're gonna do. Yeah, so I I like I'll, I'll I could totally write that off as like 
that happening. Yeah. Um, really quick, what I was going to say. Oh, two of friends we met this past week. I think I told you the story where we were at a wedding and the wife wasn't drinking. And then me and all my friends, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. <laughs> she's pregnant. They didn't have a kid till like two years later. That's really funny. <laughs> and we had told them. Uh, there was something else too. Even last night, and my sister doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. But last night we went out with my sister, and she didn't drink, and I was like, "Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah." yeah. That's so funny for a, for a woman though, a yeah. woman. Yeah. Like, like you know, as soon yeah. as you don't drink, it's like, uh, uh, uh. Um, anytime too, if a woman throws up, it's like, uh, instantly. Uh. <laughs> um. So Dexter hears that Miguel and Ramon have a jump on Freebo with his mother's phone. Yes. And I guess that's where he would be. Where is... Whose house is that at the end? Is that Tegan's house? Tegan's house. house the whole pad. <laughs> right. The whole pad. No, you're right. You're I, right. I know. So what was the deal with his mother? Are you sure this is not his mother's house? Uh, I thought it was the whole pad. Maybe we oh, should have that's, a podcast that's, on this. That's, that's where... Yeah, because that's where he goes. I just I forget what the mother's phone is here or anything. Um, didn't... So uh, didn't... Uh, Freebo call his mother's cell phone and then that's how they got his coordinates of like where he was oh, or where gotcha, the phone gotcha, call was gotcha. from. Yeah, right, that's what right. I because that's how Miguel shows up too. Sure, sure. Um So when Dexter looks up where Tegan's address is, it's six oh two Palmetto Drive. Okay. And then we end up seeing like this is a campus. Wait, so six oh two Oh, no, because then they give them Lincoln Lane. Because that's where they're on. Okay. So 602 Palmetto Drive. Yeah. In the sh- in real life, it's just like our house, just yeah. like in the middle, whatever. Yeah. In the show, it leads you to be like, it's either U of M or yeah. FIU campus. Yeah. Like, it's totally a college yeah. or whatever. Um, just not your neighbor, normal neighborhood. Um, Dexter blends in with the crowd to get the real address. Of the um, Hopad. Of the Hopad, right. Uh I guess let me go back a step because we have it on now. When like Dexter is sort of trying to read Miguel about like, because it's funny like Dexter even has a part where he's just like he's like, hey, I'm the guy you caught going through your brother's files. You could tell me anything. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, look, I got a, I got yeah. the mother's phone, whatever. Like Dexter's a million times more dirty than Miguel. I know. And I guess sort of like what we sort of learned from this episode, and I know I'm going all over the place right now, but like. And we'll talk about the Chicky Hines thing in like the uh, part two of the podcast. But like D- Miguel is also kind of dirty. Yeah. And he's has like he shows more of his dirt because Dexter is just amazing at hiding it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Um, the scene when Dexter's like, OK, I'll go get my stash. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Just, I love that. Like <laughs> it's totally Dexter playing with like. I don't want to call them blonde bimbos, but that's how the show, yeah, you know, the, them the sure. two hoes, you know, like yeah. whatever. Um, that would be a great time to break. And now some kind words from Deborah Morgan. I'm fucking desperate. All right. I got a steaming heap of crap all on this case. I've gone through every thumb-sucking ball sack of a pimp I know, every whacked-out hooker. You are my last-ditch-ass-fucked effort. Damn, you got a mouth on you, woman.
más temprano. Las cosas veo de Wow. Trying to change it up. I'm trying to have you do Hammer hey, Smith wow. Cow. I'm trying to wow. bring this into the break. Okay. I'm trying to start us off and then you end it. Like, you know, like, ah. okay. Podzilla over here. So, little fun fact this episode that we are actually doing, episode two of season three, Finding Freebo, aired October 5th, <gasps> 2008. We got a little 10-year anniversary going on. Wow. You know how much has changed in the 10 years? A lot. Like the iPhone was still oh kind God. of like, like, damn, you got money. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone had like T-Mobile, like all, I feel like everyone had, excuse me, everyone had phones trying to compete with the iPhone. Yeah. And then it was like two years later where iPhones were just affordable everyone yeah remember like it was weird i mean when did you get an iphone it wasn't until like a few years ago right i got my first iphone like four years ago right and yeah. you think about it you like that's being late to the yeah. game oh i, I of like the people who have iphones yeah i like specifically didn't want an iphone right, i was right. like one of those people yeah, i hated you and then <laughs> and then i got an iphone and i i got my phone and i had lunch with my best friend and she was like how much do you love it don't you love it and i was like it's whatever it's all right and then like after a week i was like oh my god how did i ever have anything else and if you think about like 10 years ago like i, I mean do you, do, you, do you agree with me if you could remember about 2008 like 2008 we kind of just got over that remember that like that summer depression where gas shot up to like five dollars yeah. yeah. and everything that was yeah. a crazy time yeah. and obama was just about to be obama. Uh, the election was about to you know um and like if you had an iphone i just remember you were just like damn you yeah, money. I think like the iPhone two had just come out. The iPhone two, <laughs> but it was just like it's like color and you could zoom and all so this crazy funny, stuff. Yeah. Um, just think about everything, how different the world is. And that's just ten years. Yeah. You know? For, and can you imagine night. the next ten years? Well, just I mean, like I don't know. Like you still need to ha- need to have had a computer. Yeah, and now your iPhone does everything. Totally, iPad, totally. They were know? they were talking about the new iPhones that came that are coming out. They're not even out yet, but the new iPhones that are coming out, and they're saying that people were, I guess, a little upset with the price because they're like almost like over a thousand dollars. But whoever what they were interviewing said, you know, you have to understand that this is not a phone anymore. Like this is now a computer. Like this is like you know, and like that that the price reflects that. Like everything that you do is. I think like you know, two phones ago they said that, and who's they? the tech super geniuses that the iPhone packs enough power. It has the same technology, not this. How do I say this? The same, if you could quantify the power of the iPhone that sent someone to the moon in 1969. That's crazy. We have that in our pockets and it's kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. If you think of what you could do with that phone in your pocket, like, you know, um, so FYI, we will take two new iPhones for Apple that's out there listening to this sponsorship. No. So, so for, uh, first week we were sponsored uh, by by Chad and 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 Amanda about our cool ass Dick and Dexter cups. Now we will definitely take two of the new iPhones. Now iPhones, you know, the XR the or whatever XR, it's even the called. XLR, yeah, the XT, we'll take it all. The BLT. Yes, Ooh. we will. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> Back into the episode. Sure. Dexter. And Rita, well, Dexter more so, makes a pros and cons list to whether or not he should have a child. Pro. Cute. (laughs) It's funny because I think that that's really cute that Dexter says that. I would have to imagine that it's so, like, obnoxious for Rita to hear that. Because it's like, it's almost like not, like, yeah, it's just like immature, you know? 
But it just, I feel like you just see the difference between like a new parent and a seasoned parent. Sure. You know, of like the pros and cons list. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to go as far as like, remember, like, uh, um, we, we, we saw my sister. Yeah. And just how I treated the baby. You called it our dog's name. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> You're not. I guess more so I was like picking it up, picking it. I, I God, I do that all the time. Like picking him up and just being like really careful. My sister was like, get over here. And yeah. just like, you know, and she's only a few months, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that's funny, but like. I always say too, like you have to get rid of the bad ideas to get to the good yeah. things, and this is that de- I feel like that's Dexter. Just like the only way he knows how to like good versus bad. Yeah, like, I don't even know how you do that with a child, and it's funny because we always say Dexter is so immature. Yeah, I am more flabbergasted at how much this show packs in the morning before school. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> These kids are playing soccer, right? Dressed, they're ready to go, and enough time. To go to their rooms while Dexter and Reed are just casually making a pros and cons list while Rita makes them lunch. I think I've already told you this. Do you not remember your school mornings? Well, I was going to say, I think I've already told you this before. You woke up like a minute before. My mom, <laughs> my mom had to wake me up 85,000 times. Right, and then, and then I wouldn't even get out of bed. She would have to physically yes, dress me. That was and I kids. remember, and I remember like being awake, but like cl- keeping my eyes closed and like keeping my body like, like l- feel, lifeless, yes. you know, yes. to like try. I, I feel like I could see yeah. your mother putting your shirt yeah. on you and just you still having that pouty face. Total and pout. your hair's a mess. Yes. And it's like, go brush your teeth already. Yes. Well, I mean, listen, I know. Here's the thing, though. This is like the third or fourth time in the show. Don't you think it's absurd? I know I'm super nitpicky here. And this is not even against the writers or anything. I guess I'm just trying to do like a little TBT for the moment. Don't you remember the mornings and it was just like, Hurry up, you're going to miss the bus. Yeah. There was never a morning, one morning in my entire life that I ever wake up super early and I just, it was to play video games. <laughs> and it was like, that was, I, could, I, could, I could distinctly remember. That was remember. Yeah. <laughs> That was this morning. <laughs> um, okay, just follow the code. No, no, this has nothing to do with the show. I just, I'm more trying to be like, damn, how insane is it that she's like, all right, kids. To your rooms until you have to go to school. Like, they yeah. could have just left it out. We would have not even, like, yeah. thought yeah. twice about it, you know? Um, just crazy. And that's the thing, too. My parents never made me lunch. I always got hot lunch. Oh, really? Did you get hot lunch? You know what I'm talking about? Hot lunch? Cold lunch? <laughs> um, my... Okay, so my mom made me lunch up until maybe, like, ninth grade. And then I think I felt like a God. loser. Oh, God. Yeah, and then I think I felt like a loser. So then she would give me money for lunch. Correction. You are a loser. So then she would give me money for lunch, but then I would just pocket the money. Hell yeah. Nice move. Yeah. 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 And not eat. Yeah. Nice move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so we see Deb goes to see Anton to get some intel I mean, what's kind of funny is sort of how there's like a circle of just like Dexter knows everything and that's just watching the department behind him. Like Dexter is like a rabbit and everyone else is like a turtle like yeah. chasing him. Yeah. Deb is trying to find out this picture of Tegan and all she has is a Jane Doe, right? Um, so she goes to the band that, I'm sorry, the the bar that Anton is working with the band. Mm-hmm. Um, the song they're singing that's an actual song and that's the actual band. Oh, that's like, cool. Anton is just there like hanging. I'm 99% sure Anton is not part of the band, yeah. band the actor, but um, and like this song, it's totally being played at our wedding. 
It's a really cool song. The song, the first time they're singing. Oh, okay. Um, not the... To Mi Corazon. Oh, babe. <laughs> not, the, not the crazy bitch one, though, right? No, no, we're not there yet. Okay, cool. Um... Deb curses some crazy words about like where she's been looking for. Do you remember like she's like crazy scum fucking fuck 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 yeah. bucket. Up to this point in the show, have you realized she has like a filthy dirty dirty mouth? Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Like, this is not like yeah. I was just wondering. I feel like that's like part of Deb's sure. character. Like sure. defines her in a sense. Yeah. Um, if it's possible, is that attractive? Like even like, you know how like sometimes it's like kind of like. How do I say? Fergie? Like the fact that she's a little like trashy is like kind of like a turn on, you know? Okay. Like that's sort of her appeal. Okay. Right? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you think there's any appeal in Dex- Dexter? Deb being like motherfucking scum bucket, fucking prostitute. I mean, shouldn't I be scum? asking you that? Uh, uh, to me, it's not. <laughs> like, I, I don't think there's nothing. There's nothing. There's, attract- there's something attractive about cursing the right way. But like her, where she's like fucking scum bucket and all this, it's like I would never be like, damn girl, like the way Anton is. Okay, but I don't think she's like trying to go for that either. No, but like I'm saying, I guess that's that's what I'm saying though. So you don't think it's attractive? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. I feel like that's sort of what attracts Anton to Deb here, just a tad. Well, also Anton. I mean, when you think of his character, he's a little bit hardened. Also, like right. he's you know, yeah. Um, so maybe, but I don't think that Deb is like trying to turn Anton on. No, I, I'm not saying she is. I just am yeah. saying like their personality. Yeah. You know, she's like one of the guys, and that's part of her. She's yeah. not trying to be one of the guys to be attractive, right? But if you're someone who likes a woman who can be part of the guys who could curse it up with you, yeah. That's why I'm trying to say is that attractive, right? You know? Um, so Anton leads Deb to this Javier who connects Deb to Freebo, um. Do you have any thoughts on this scene where that kind of girl is just laying on the couch and all that? No, I mean, it was like kind of sad. Sure. You know, but uh, I, no. Uh, oh, I have two things. One, they desperately wanted this Javier to be Cuban, but it just didn't work. No. Like, I mean, did you walk away at all thinking he was Cuban? I mean, I don't really know the difference. You don't know the difference between a Cuban and an American? Well, between like any, like a you don't. You can't tell the difference between like a Cuban and a Puerto Rican. No. Oh yes, you can. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I can only tell the difference between Guatemalans. No, you can't. <laughs> That's not how this works. No, no. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I could tell. You know what? I could tell at the end because the accent they tried to give the actor Javier. Um. The idea where Javier just keeps trying to pimp a cop out yeah that's ridiculous yeah i guess i guess it is like really sad the whole thing i mean even like you know it's a little bit of a joke but i'm sure it's like true when he's like he says like bitch blah blah oh yeah what yeah you know um it's kind of a dark world the first two episodes are going into yeah definitely like it's it's, you know yeah uh so deb brings the case once she finds out that this is tegan who got brought to freebo Brings the case little Laguerta and turns out we can now combine the cases. Um, if I may, Batista, solid police work. Oh, that's how you earn your shield. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were doing an a- we doing an impersonation per episode. No, well I already did mine also. Right, solid police work. 
Poor Batista. Sort of a parallel. Uh, it comes into the main story eventually, but Batista and Quinn are trying to find Freebo when they head to this. I believe this guy's name was Zach. Remember the house they go to where they sort of flush the drugs and all that? Yeah. What we basically find out is this guy has a proven alibi for this Chicky Hines case. Yeah. Uh, someone who recently went to jail who Miguel Prado is about to put away. Yep. Um, do you have thoughts or anything on this? Because I have a, a huge, definitely a nitpick, and I think it's worthy of one. Okay, so my thoughts aren't good. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Um, I feel like I can typically keep up with most TV shows and most, you know, sure. even if it's like, you know, dramas, whatever. I feel like this being the second episode, we've already met a handful of new characters and now and like there's you know there's a bunch of different names that are thrown out there and now like this whole chicky hines thing and i mean we've watched the episode twice now this whole thing it's just like who what like like why are we adding another element of all of these new like it was just a little too much for me being the second episode um and and sorry not even too much to where like i didn't understand it but almost of just like what like another new person so that really leads into like exactly what my nitpick was. One, so part of the deal, watching it, knowing what happens and everything, is just sort of to show Miguel's other side. Yeah, sure. Like maybe Miguel is just as maybe kind of dirty as Dexter, just kind of, it shows more in the legal system and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my nitpick with it, and I'm a thousand percent with you, um, in terms of like television and storytelling, this is where they talk they tell you about chicky hines but they never show you yeah now imagine they talked about quinn but they never showed you until like the fourth episode yeah you kind of like you know chicky hines i have my own image in my head of who chicky hines is yeah and it's like i don't even honestly i don't know if that's male or female yeah yeah um yeah i thought it was just weird and again it's it's like muddy it's definitely super muddy like like i i get what happened you know what i mean and i and i get where you know it's showing that side of miguel like i i it's like i understand the story that they're telling but to me it just yeah it just feels kind of like jumbled and like lost in it all yeah it's like you're telling a story when you walked from your house to the supermarket but all of a sudden you just start including this like blade of grass yeah and it's like hold on hold on what's the point yeah and the thing is like i said i think the huge problem with this it wasn't well developed in the writer's room i feel like but like show me don't tell me yeah what they're doing here is telling you even if now we're just watching a conversation about people that we don't even know right even if they took like a minute or two to just like show a flashback even when You know, um, Deb and LaGuardia were talking about it, you know, even even, you know, just to show, like you said, like a face, you know, yeah, that would have probably been better. We never meet Chicky Hunt no. either. You yeah. Know? So this is it's really like a huge thing. Um, so sort of the end game of the episode, sort of like the I mean, the first two episodes really connect, you know, um, Dexter finds Freebo. I'm, I'm going to assume this is Tegan's house. By the way, they say it's two Lincoln Lane. Okay. There's no Lincoln Lane, so it's like Lincoln, Lincoln Road. Road. Yeah. But that's not Lincoln Road. No. <laughs> no house on Lincoln Road has a garage attached on the back. Yeah, you no. Know? Lincoln Road, for those who are, um, haven't been to Miami, is like this super, can I even call it posh or just like yeah. this very like shopping, no, not what I call it. It's, like a, it's essentially a very long strip mall. Yeah. But cultured. Yeah. And it's like been around forever. So like everyone knows about Lincoln Road. It's 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 definitely, I would definitely part, say posh. It's, it's not like normal stores. It's part of what you do when you go to Miami. Yeah. Like you go to South Beach, you'll go, you'll walk up and down the strip and then you'll hit up Lincoln 
road for like cool shops and yeah. everything. Like, you know, part of the Miami that they try to sell you in the show. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely an episode in season six where they try to mimic Lincoln Road, now that I'm thinking about it. But this is definitely not real, yeah. you know. Um, Dexter, while he's packing up his kill tools, and Rita comes. Um, the non So now I want to talk about what you were sort of yeah. sprinting to when we first started. Um the non-pressure Rita puts on Dexter. Right. Uh, um, I, I guess so basically how, how this scene goes is Rita kind of like, she kind of goes both ways, right? She's like, listen, having this child is probably the worst thing in the world I can do. It's the wrong thing. So I'm keeping it because the best thing I ever did in my life is at, is at, you know, say I yeah. made bad decisions about men and everything, but like the best thing. And I met, that's awesome for a mother to feel like that. Yeah. Like, I imagine a lot of parents do like, damn, did I mess up in life? Yeah. Look at these two, you know, um, I guess I'll give you the floor because you were kind of going running with stuff. Um, I have a question about it, but your thoughts on how Rita, so Rita decides to keep the baby and she totally leaves it up to Dexter, whether or not you want to be involved. Yeah. I, um, I have to assume that this happens often, you know, of like, uh, well, not, I mean, not that often, I guess, but whatever of, you know, an accidental pregnancy in a relationship of two people that aren't married. But I think that for their age and like where they are in life, if they're in a happy relationship, they should kind of be able to come to a decision together um, because I mean, ideally if, if Rita says I'm keeping this and Dexter says, well, I don't want the baby, then they're breaking up. And like, I just don't know how with all of like the unknowing, how are you like, okay, how is Rita? Okay. You know, do you think that fits Rita's character to be like, no, I feel like she's very dependent on Dexter? On Dexter. But then she's totally like, hey, whether or not it's up, to, it's, uh, am I wrong when I say she says it's totally up to you, your level of involvement. Yeah. Like I'm doing this with or without you. Right. Which is why I feel like it doesn't fit her character because I okay. feel like typically if she has a bad day, Dexter, I need you to come sure, over. Sure. And now it's like all of a sudden, and, and that's why it's like, you know, um, I decided to keep this on my own and if you don't want to be involved, then like, Bye. Do you think part of her confidence is Aster and Reed uh, Cody? Like, like I can. There's a lot of stuff I would not be confident about, mm-hmm. but like if you brought it to like Legend of Zelda, let's do this. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like I'll go to this Legend of Zelda game by myself with or without you. I, I guess what I'm saying is like. I sort of asked it rhetorically because, like, that's kind of I feel like where she gets her confidence from. Where she's like, "Listen, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. Men, certainly, you're kind of a mistake, <laughs> you know. Yeah. In terms of you were a drug addict, you cheated on me, and all that. But the, the one thing I did do right in my life, and that's why, like I know. You yeah. Know, um. Um. I'm with you that I think that she is confident that she is a good mother. Um, now we are not parents, so sure, we sure. can't really speak We're totally on this, you know, about yeah. asses for the most part. <laughs> um, but I feel like also, um, it's a little naive of her 
And I feel like the fact that she does have two children and she was a single mother for a little while there. And even when her and Paul were together, I I don't think that he was very, sure. you know, maybe sure. he read stories to them, but, you know, taking care of them and bathing <laughs> right. them and feeding them. I don't know if he was so involved um, that I think it is a little naive of her to just be like, I got this no problem. When you have two other kids, your, you know, father of those children is dead. Like you don't even, yeah. you know, you can't, it's not even like they go to their house on the weekend. Like, you right. know, you're never going to have a break. How are you going to do this you know what i mean um so i feel like i could see both ways where she could get her confidence from her children but then at the same time i feel like the fact that she's done this twice now she should almost know better kind of yeah of like how it's gonna go and how much like because it's like you and i could sit here and if i got pregnant we'd be like oh it's not that bad we got this like you know what i mean not knowing anything and it's like oh look how cute they are they have no clue that they're never gonna sleep again you know (laughs) right but it's like she knows yeah yeah you know and that's why so it's like it could kind of go both ways i love the fact that she does get her confidence from her children i think that's awesome yeah um but it's at the same time it's like ooh. yeah you know i something that we could talk about in a few episodes from now if you realize how much the show is trying to normalize Dexter, yeah. At first, he was like, "I don't like sex. I don't have feelings. I don't have this." In the entire episode, so worried about having. What am I going to name it? What am I this? Now he's going to be a father. Like you know, just step by step, like kind of like bringing him back to normalcy. You know. I wonder if in the writing that was planned. Or if like seasons one and two happened and then they kind of maybe got some feedback of like, hey, no one can relate to him. You know, like I wonder if that was planned beforehand right. or. Yeah, uh, that's a good conversation to have two seasons from now. Like it, it's like, you know, uh, but if you just like if you take a step back to like look at what they're doing to the character, like, you know, um, so I guess like sort of a big deal. And this is one of the things where when we're not doing it, when you don't know what happens next week, like. This is fucking huge where Dexter gets caught literally. Yeah. Not in the act, right? But he gets... As much in the act as you could sure, be not in the sure. act. <laughs> um, like, I, this, this scene... I'm sorry. The scene... I just want to set it up. The scene is super tense. Yeah. Where Dexter comes back to kill Freebo, and while he's doing his ritual... Miguel is slowly has crept into the house. Yeah. And he has a gun and you could tell Miguel is scared shit. Yeah. Like if Dexter popped out the wrong way, you could see Dexter. I'm sorry. Miguel was going to shoot Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they add the rain to it for like some dramatic effect. Yeah. You know, um, I, I guess I just wanted to set up how tense it is. Like this is the first time. Right. I think thus far in the show, this is the closest another human has been to seeing and nevertheless an assistant D.A., to Dexter getting caught in yeah. the act, you know? Yeah. What were you going to... I was going to say that we've seen this episode twice. We've, we know everything that... I know everything you're talking about. I visualize the, yeah. the whole scene in my head. I have seen two episodes after this, and it's like I still can't even fathom the scene. Like, what? Like... What do you mean? I don't, like, when you say, like, what? In which way? Like, like I still, crazy or, like, a like little I, like, under the weather? how... Does Miguel not have more questions? How <laughs> does... And it's like, I know that we shouldn't do this. I know it's a show. I know we can't nitpick. That's not fun for us or anyone to hear. But how? Like, I still like... Well, let me say this, right? Part of... why well, you're not wrong. I guess part of it is like, you know, 
a man cheats on his wife, right? Scumbag. Okay. Also, if the woman, if the man cheats on the wife with a woman, right? Like, that woman is also a scumbag. Totally. Like, while the man gets all, like, you know what I mean? So, I guess what I'm saying is, here's Dexter killing someone, and Miguel finds out, and Miguel's like, Thank you so much. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of dirt on Miguel too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe that's a terrible analogy, but like No, I get it. Like Yeah, like Miguel's not even like Okay, let me let me just turn you in. Right. We'll discuss it later. Right. But you know, I'm turning you. It's right. like no 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 no. Here. Like yeah. you know, like here's a hug. <laughs> yes. Like what? Like uh um you know, I don't think I'd I'd be hard pressed, and I guess that's why we live in a somewhat constructed civilization. I'd be so hard pressed for anyone to be like, oh, "Oh my god, thank God you killed my whatever killer!" Like, this is cool by me. Yeah, like I'm out of here. You know, not even to just like have like a little bit of a breakdown of like just like Miguel maybe like crouching down the floor, like holding his head, thinking anything, but just to be like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." Is there any part of you now also too like I don't and thankfully we'll we'll never be in the position where it's like this guy killed one of our siblings and like imagine you got to see then you get to see it too that's the other thing um like someone got to kill your your you know maybe yeah. you have that much hate in your heart yeah. because something was so evil was yeah. done to you um did is there any part of you cuz I got it I get it every time I watch the scene there is a quick second or two where i think dexter is going to kill miguel do you know what i'm talking about i think it's the way he holds the knife or the way he holds it behind him and dexter looks scared and miguel looks scared also let me go back to that i love dexter taking the time to process it and like figure out how to react yeah like there's totally that like read the read the scene read the area how's he gonna react yeah Uh, did you ever think he was gonna kill miguel i didn't I um I see I know what you mean about like the way that Dexter looks and he's yeah. definitely holding the knife and he's kind of like coming out of the bushes like right it right. is a scary he looks like scene. attack mode right and it's like I guess in my head now thinking about it I should have thought that um I didn't but okay, I guess no, that's fine yeah that's fine. but I guess I I I mean looking back I totally can see why you thought that and um yeah yeah and you know it's funny too. So when Dexter sees Miguel, Dexter makes a conscious effort to take off all his like kill apron tools. Yeah. And here's what I'm saying. He takes everything off and then he walks outside with the knife. Yeah. So he he's prepared. Yeah. Right? Like he's not going to, but he's prepared to. Yeah. Um Dexter the reason why I say Dexter makes that conscious effort to take off cuz he can't make it look planned and like situational. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how to describe it. Like, if I looked like I was planning to do something versus like, yeah. oh my God, you caught me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but also, like, it's it's already creepy enough that Miguel is there. Yeah. But it was Miguel's brother. There are, he has a lot more other ties to the situation. Yeah. But the fact that this other random guy is there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. How? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? If something happens regarding your family, it would make sense that you would be a little bit more, yeah, you know, involved. But to have your coworker, like, <laughs> right, and right. and you not even not even question it, just oh my god, thank you. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, 
the what I want to add just because we have the scene on now as we are doing the episode. Uh, what adds to my thinking Dexter's going to attack him is Miguel, and like Miguel is. Miguel plays it. Jimmy Smith plays it so well, where he's like he raises his gun at Dexter. Yeah, and it's not even because he wants to shoot Dexter. He just what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because like I, I told you, and that's where I point at the screen. Like the way Miguel is just kind of like huh huh huh, like he's just yeah. holding the gun towards Dexter. I think that fuels my thought of like maybe Dexter was gonna you know kill him whatever. Um, yeah, totally weird. And they like hug. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. Uh, I, I guess it's something we could talk more about next week when we do. Uh, any other closing thoughts? On this episode where they finally find Freebo. Um, no, I think I'm good. Damn, I don't know. Next week's episode. What? The Lion Sleeps Tonight? Yeah, it is The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Nice. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode this week. Uh, sorry again for the week off delay. At some point, we will hit you in the mouth with two episodes. And that's it. Bye. Bye.